I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. And we have a really exciting show for you this week. Chase dropped a bomb with the revamp of their Freedom cards. Specifically, they're launching a brand new Freedom Flex card and also adding some cool benefits to Freedom Unlimited. This is good news and we are going to discuss it. Plus, Mark will show you how to get compensated when your target order is late. And then we're going to talk about change fees United and then American and Delta all came out eliminating change fees and making some other positive changes. This will no doubt have an effect on the travel for many people, and we will talk about it. Plus, we have rapid fires, so stick around. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for all of the links. Don't forget to tell a friend. Let everybody know about the show. And if you enjoy it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. We love hearing the positive feedback from you. We love hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. Joe, it looks like you're looking pretty good today. You got a haircut. I got a haircut today. First time in, I don't know, six months that I sat inside that chair with the person cutting my hair and it felt strange. How about you? Feel good? It feels good. I actually cut my own hair. I've only gotten two Ah. haircuts since like 2002. And one was to test a salon before I got married. And then one was the actual haircut I got for when I got married. My wife wouldn't let me cut my own hair for when we got married. But other than that, it's been, uh, it's been all my own clippers since uh, like 2002 or 2003. Like my friend taught me how to do it maybe a couple months after I graduated from college, which could have saved yeah, a lot of money in college, but whoops. If you're just doing like a buzz cut, there's no point in getting a haircut. Just yeah, run it over your head and you're done. I'm pretty sure I was- you could do your hair though, Sean. I think I could do your hair. I'm pretty sure you could too. It's a little bit longer on the top, but it had been, you know, Jasmine isn't as good with the buzz cut as you are. So I, a few months ago she did it, but it was uneven in certain spots. So I had been leaving or living with it uneven. And and this morning I woke up, it was like 7.45 AM. The place opened at eight. I'm like, I'm just going to run over there at eight, get it cut. And and I survived. So what, what, how does it work? Like I haven't gone in. So you wear the mask when you're sitting and then when they go around your ears, you take off like one side of it or what, what's the uh, protocols? They cut the string off and it just falls off. Yeah. And then you go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then I ran out and I uh, came from, no, uh, she just removed the loop around my ear and held it right there next to my ear. So the mask stayed on the entire time and she, she was very good at that. So I guess she's obviously had a lot of practice with that lately, but the mask stayed on the whole time. Her mask stayed on the whole time and interesting. You know, didn't take very long. And I, like I said, I got there early in the morning. So there was another guy there, but they had two people working. I went to Great Clips, which isn't great. I never get a great haircut there, but uh, it's close. And anyway, so I was I in. I never got too close to other people. It was fine. I think Great Clips is all about like if you find that one person that works at the Great Clips, that's good. You just always go to that person. They come in and out so quick and, you know, yeah. they're always turning over. And there's one of the locations right by my house is terrible. So I actually drive like two or three miles to go to a different one when I need it uh, cut there because it's 
they're just way better. I don't know why, but all the really people that flunked out of school end up going at the one next to my house. The thing I, mean, I hate about the thing I hate about haircuts is I don't want to make small talk with. I'm just, it's just awkward for me to make small talk, and they just love to talk so much. And now with this, I noticed that she didn't even try to talk to me, and the other guy getting his haircut, they didn't even try to talk. So I guess that's a positive. I can just sit there and be quiet. You get the good, you get the cool like '90s uh, music too. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's fine. Uh, it's I like it better when I get a coupon for it, but no coupon. I had to pay full price, and uh, I'm glad to support them though because I'm sure that they have business isn't quite what it was uh, before. So glad to do that. What have you guys been up to? Anything fun? Uh, I've been living my best life while the kids are at school. So <laughs> yeah, toga parties and everything else during the day. It's always a good time. Got to uh, Staples today. Got the last cards on the shelf, so I was happy about that. It's a win. That's always good. You have so much competition there, right? Yeah, I actually ran into one of the guys that comes to the Detroit meetups while I was there. The only reason I got some cards is because I I went there like last week to grab some Amazon cards, and they were completely out. So I checked like every little nook and cranny throughout the Staples, and I noticed there was some Visa gift cards on this this one over by like the shredding area, and I was like, oh, I'll remember that because there's none on the regular shelf. So I went back there and the, the sale started on Sunday, but I went back there um, today, this afternoon, and they were still there. So, and I saw him going through the gift cards as I was checking out. I was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> there's none left. He's opening up the cabinet. I'm like, there's none left here. I'll give, I'll give you one. I'll help you out. Oh, well, that was nice of you. <laughs> threw him one. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Don't spend it all yeah. in one place. So that's the, uh, that's the trick though. Um, if you know a sale's coming out, we usually write about it on like Thursday or whatever, go there like Friday or Saturday before the sale starts and hide some, and then you'll know you'll get them. What do you do? What did you do? Like, I am not sure what I'm going to do the first time I meet a human that I know in the wild. So like, what do you do? Do you like, you know, air hug or air high five? Like, you know, how, how, how do you, how do you handle that? No, he waited outside when we left. We, we talked for like 10 minutes. I had to go pick up the kids because it's on my way to school. So I, we talked for 10 minutes. Uh, he was going on like a camping trip this weekend. So we talked about that. And then uh, I was like, I got to go. So <laughs> no hour in the parking lot like Benji likes to do. <laughs> I think ben, no. Benji told us a story who writes for the website that he ran into a guy buying Visa gift cards once. And they ended up talking out in the parking lot for an hour, even though they didn't know each other. That's kindred Benji. spirits, kindred spirits. His conversations are a minimum of an hour. That's just, you know, you, that's just, that's what you got to at least get at 30 minutes. Yeah. No, yeah. But, but, you know, Benji's fascinating. He has all kinds of interesting things to talk about. Yeah. I've run into a few people in the wild. Last time I was at the Staples in North Las Vegas, which is the furthest one from my house, I walked into the Staples and there was a guy doing what you were doing, Mark, looking at every gift card rack and uh, they didn't have any. So. He saved me all the effort. Just as I had walked in, the lady was like, nope, no more in the back. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm leaving. Um, I ran into JJ Todd, who's in the community. Everybody anybody knows him. He's like six foot eight. So I don't know, six foot nine. He's very tall. And I had never met him before, but I knew him online. And then walk into Staples and then there he was. And it's just interesting, the, the interesting conversations you can have with people at Staples who are also buying Visa gift cards. So I don't know what the point of that story was, but... Uh, Joe, how's how's everything going up there? Just a just a name drop. Sean wanted to name drop somebody. Yeah, I love Jay. He's a great I mean, guy. Jay, Jay. He's... he uh, had some great uh, rental car hacks back in the day. I don't know. He might yes. still be doing it for uh, all of I know. For all I know. Yeah. So uh, I'm in New Jersey. I forgot my work computer at home, dummy. So I'm borrowing my dad's laptop. Which, if you're watching the video, 
the webcam is on the bottom left of the laptop screen. So it's driving me nuts. Like, I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do with my hands. I did the uh, New Jersey double, my New Jersey double. I don't know. You might or might not uh, appreciate this, Mark, but I hit White Castle up for lunch. And then uh, I went to Dairy Queen for soft serve for uh, dessert. <laughs> You missed, just, uh, you missed the Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. You could have got the triple. Yeah, I can do that in Boston. Yeah, I can't I can't do this here. <laughs> so I was uh, with my wife going to Dairy Queen right before this. And I was like, I was like, I can't be late because of Dairy Queen. And she's like, they'll understand. So and we'll also understand the five bathroom breaks you're going to have to take during the show just because of the White Castle. So that's oh, the White Castle's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> and you should come to Vegas to eat White Castle, Joe. We have I would love to. Here. I would love to, but was Harold, was Harold and Kumar uh, going to White Castle in Jersey? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, right. I love that movie. That's a good movie. Such a good movie. I mean, you talk about a movie that just comes out of nowhere. And I liked all of them. Did you watch all the Harold and Kumar movies? I didn't one, watch. One uh, I watched the first two. I didn't watch the third one. I even thought the third one was good, which was, I think, what, Harold and Kumar's Christmas or something like that. But uh, that was a good one, too. You never get too much Harold and Kumar and uh, Neil Patrick Harris and all that good stuff. But yeah, speaking of Vegas, Joe, I, you ruined my transition. I had it set up perfectly, and then we just kind of blew right past it. But it was Mark, just for the record. Go back and listen. Go back and listen. But yeah, hit it up. No, I mean we were excited that Mark and I are going to be starting a new Las Vegas news and informational show on our YouTube channel. As people who have been listening or watching know, that the YouTube channel has grown actually like crazy. Uh, just in the last month, we've gone from a thousand subscribers up to. 5,000 subscribers and uh, over 500,000 views in the last month. So there's a lot of interest in our Vegas content. And I know we talk about it a little bit on the podcast too, Vegas, and we'll continue to do that. But we're going to be doing a regular show on the YouTube channel, a video show talking about Vegas, the latest hacks and stuff like that, but also the latest news and kind of take my insider local perspective plus Mark's Mark perspective. And I think it's going to be a fun show. <laughs> I don't know how to describe your perspective, but it's very different than mine. And that's what's good about it. And you know, Vegas you, nailed very well. you nailed it. You nailed it. The Mark's Mark perspective. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And so that, like, like I said, that's going to be only on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. If you want to subscribe there, we'll continue to have tours there and other uh, updates about Vegas. And then we're going to be adding uh, this content so we can, Bring some more of the travel hacking, more of the, that insight into Vegas. And I told Mark, as like, worst case, he gets to come to Vegas more often. He didn't oh, seem sure. to have a problem with that. So, And I'll make, uh, make you buy the Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips when we're there. You got you got a shout out at the beginning of my last video. I mean, you're, you're just special. Every time I walk by there, I'm, I'm like, YouTube oh. famous now. YouTube famous. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk scooters. Mark is obsessed with the scooters. He's obsessed with making me talk about scooters, but maybe we'll talk about that on our first episode. And I think it's coming in what, two weeks, right? That's when we are launching the show, the second week of September, something like that. So yeah, look for that on the YouTube channel. We're excited for that. And when it goes live, when our first episode goes live, I'll, I'll make sure we mention it here on the podcast to let you guys know to look for it. And now we have a lot of news to go over today. So let's get into the show and talk about Chase, which I mean, they, they made some really, really fun and interesting changes today to their Freedom lineup, the Freedom Unlimited getting stuff added and then the Freedom essentially going away for a brand new card that Mark really loves the title of uh, Freedom Flex. Urgh, yeah. <laughs> Chase flexing their muscles. Yeah. So 
couple well we'll go over the highlights and then a couple things i thought were interesting i'll get into a little bit later but uh the flex card is going to be kind of like the old freedom card with the five percent rotating categories uh quarterly but it also is going to come with the current um five percent cash back on grocery purchases for the first year up to twelve thousand dollars so that's huge two hundred dollar welcome offer bonus but the the interesting stuff so that's all kind of what has been on the old freedom card for for a few months now it's going to earn five percent on travel purchases through the ultimate rewards portal um, which includes like car rentals and vacations disney uh cruises well no you can't do disney through chase never mind scratch that but uh any other <laughs> vacations three percent on dining three percent at the drugstore which is interesting because i can't really think of too many cards that have it. i know like the old old blue cash that that gets six percent um but there's not really many and there's uh some plays there at the drugstore and then one percent on everything else and the uh interesting thing is the freedom unlimited is going to get the same setup so three percent dining three percent drugstore five percent travel which i don't really understand i would have thought they would keep them both like separate so they have like two unique products i don't know why you'd have two with the exact same thing but what do you guys think about it well, it's interesting. Freedom Unlimited staying as a Visa, right? Yes. And then they're launching as as Freedom Flex as a MasterCard. And I'm guessing maybe that has some sort of uh, something to do with their contracts and uh, the finances of it, because essentially the Freedom Flex card is the Freedom card with the added things that they added to the Freedom Unlimited. So it's not really very different other than it's a MasterCard. But yeah, I think this is great. I mean, basically, you're getting what you got before. And then they're adding these uh, adding these bonus categories. And I, like you said, the drugstore category is the most interesting one. But it also is a little I, I'm, I'm very kind of surprised that they added the drugstore category to these cards. No annual fees still also on the dining. Um, it just makes you wonder. You know, we always talk about in this hobby that everybody always said when the economy is bad, things will get better. And I mean, we are starting to see things get a little bit better. These banks are starting to loosen things up a little bit. And this is a noticeably better product than it was before. What do you think, Joe? Here's my uh, hypothesis. I, I, tell me what you guys think, but I feel like they are doing this in terms of the different card thing. I feel like they're still different enough, even without the Visa MasterCard, just because, you know, right now we have the Chase Freedom with the 5X rotating categories and then the CFU with the 1.5X. It's still kind of the same, but they just are layering these bonus categories equally on top of both. But I was thinking about, you know, why is this happening? And I wonder if a lot of people are canceling that Chase Sapphire Reserve. So they're trying to, I guess, hold on to market share by offering these. But that was kind of my first thought. I don't know what you guys think about that. You know, I've thought about that. I, I think it's going to cannibalize people like they're going to look at and say, why do I need to keep this expensive card when this covers a lot of the same stuff? But I think like for the masses, it's two different segments of people. You know, the freedom's always kind of gone to the, like the everyday person, the students, stuff like that, not the traveler really. And they still have the foreign transaction fee. They don't have the um, the airline protections, the the insurance. So it's like different segments, but yeah, it's weird. I think they're going to have to do something with either the preferred or the reserve. I know they're probably going to keep the pay yourself back, but I don't think that's enough. Maybe they add a grocery at three times or something like that for the reserve or something to the preferred. But yeah, if you have an ink card, I don't see why you keep the other two and just go to this freedom card. Because then you're the me. Ink card. <laughs> because <laughs> the ink card you're gonna have the annual fee you can still do the transfer partners unless what if this uh freedom flex doesn't have transferable ultimate rewards maybe that's the thing we don't know yet and that's their little sly thing they slide in there at the end i don't know 
I saw some hints that it would just be the same. So I don't think I've seen it guaranteed. We do know that this new freedom, if you're, if you've got a bonus on the old freedom card, then you're not eligible for the freedom flex, you know, based on their timeline rules. So it's considered the same product for new card holder bonuses. I expect that the points will work the same. I also expect that the Sapphire uh, preferred will see a refresh next. And I don't see that they'll just do this and then not refresh their other products. I agree with you, Mark, that this is a different segment and uh, they're going after people who are primarily looking at this as a cashback card and they are trying to be competitive. We do know that that Chase is very data driven. So it's very interesting to see how they chose to go about this. I mean, it's an incredibly, they're both very, very good products considering there's no annual fees. So I'm kind of excited like at the possibility that maybe these cards that we are paying annual fees on will get even better than what we've seen or more robust long-term benefits. And I think that this probably hints that we should expect more changes from Chase. Or like you said, I think a lot of people will be downgrading to these cards. With the with this being a MasterCard, the Flex being a MasterCard, it opens up a little bit of options. Like with uh, plastic, you could use it for mortgages and stuff, but you're losing the 1.5 times uh, going that route. So with their fee going up to, what is it, like 2.8%, something like that now, it's not worth it at one time, but it's something that maybe if you get like a one of the plastics promos where you can get it for 1%, something like that, then it would be worth it. But I kind of wish it would have the 1.5 would be a MasterCard too. I know there's other perks like because it's a, an elite MasterCard. So there's perks with that. I've never really looked into that stuff, but I know there are some little nuggets you can pull out from there. Yeah. I mean, one of the big ones is cell phone insurance, but the problem is that you have to pay for your cell phone bill and any of the damage with that card. And are you going to want to be using the 1X Freedom Flex card to do that? You know, maybe not, but that they do have some some interesting protections with the World MasterCard that makes it a different and certainly uh, something to consider over the Visa. Uh, Joe, what were you going to talk about? So I'm curious what you guys think uh, strategy-wise. It sounds like other dominoes are going to fall for Chase. So when this comes out on September 14th, for example, remember last week or the week before I said I was going to get the Chase Freedom 5X rotating for my wife. Obviously, that's probably going to be a Freedom Flex now. Would you recommend... I wait or people wait to see what else Chase has in store in terms of the reserve and the Sapphire preferred, you know, what, what do you think the play would be strategy wise? Just assuming that there's going to be other changes coming down the pipeline. I would think if you're at 424 and, and you're a ways away from dropping back down another card, you may want to wait because I'm thinking this flex offer is going to be there for a little while. So I'd give it a little bit, but if you're like two or three 24 or even less, then you can just get both. So I would get the the flex card. And then if they ever do roll out something down the line, then you can grab uh, the, the reserve or preferred at that point. So I think it kind of depends where you're at for Jess. Since she's one twenty four or whatever, you get them both. Remind me um, the Sapphire and the freedom bonuses, like they don't cancel each other out. Right. Like I know, like if I get a Sapphire preferred, I can't get the reserve bonus for four years, but freedom is a separate product for those uh, purposes. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the freedom unlimited and the, the freedom flex are considered separate products. So you could technically get both of those with the 5% grocery. Um, and then, you know, double dip that too. So that might be actually the play. That might be better than anything you can get from the reserve or the preferred, as long as you already have something like an ink, uh, ink preferred where you have transfer partners. So I would seriously consider double dipping the freedom cards. It's too bad you can't triple dip and the flex is considered the same product as the old freedom. Then you can 
do that. But of course, then you'd have to have all those slots open and who to, who has all of that space. But yeah, this is exciting. And we have more exciting news later in the show too. But I think let's move on to the next topic. And that's Mark trying to teach us how to get compensation. And you're really good at that when Amazon orders are late or Walmart, or in this case, you wrote an article this week about Target. Uh, when your packages are late, how do you go about getting compensation? And you provided some tips and stuff. You know, first off, I guess people who are out there listening, Mark, they're like, well, they're having a hard time. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Why should I ask for compensation when my package is late? I think a lot of it depends on um, like how often it's happening, how long it's been, uh, stuff like that. Like with Amazon, I think pretty much most of the time you're, you're des- you deserve compensation if you're a prime member because you're paying that hundred and whatever dollar yearly fee for this service. You're not getting that service. I mean, early on in the pandemic, everybody gave them some leeway, but now that things have picked up and they weren't giving, you know, the late shipment credits and the dollar here, dollar there, whatever. Um, I think it was worth it with target. I had uh, multiple orders come like a week late and it was just getting awful. And, you know, people have the red card. One of the perks of the red card is two day delivery and there's no fee with a red card, but they're making money off of your purchases from your swipe fees and all that. So in a way you're paying them versus getting some other type of rewards from a different card. So I think it's still worth it. I don't think a lot of people know that target has a chat function. Uh, There's a link to it in the article. So I reached out to them via chat and said, Hey, this order is like a week late. It hasn't moved in days. What's going on. And he looked at it, looked at it and said, you know, it's lost in transit. I'll, I can reorder. I can either give you a credit or reorder it. And I said, well, I really need the stuff. So reorder it for me. He did that. And then I had to pressure and say, you know, is there any type of compensation? He said, you've been a longtime customer. So I'll give you a $5 target gift card. Not the, you know, I'm not going to retire on it, but it's nice to get a little something. I think Amazon gave me $10. Walmart in the past has given me like $10. So it, 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 be sure to ask for it. All they can do is say no. And if you ask for it in the beginning, re confirm it at the end because a lot of times they'll they'll ignore it early on and then when you come back to it they'll be like okay i think they're trained to not accept it the first time (laughs) that's my guess but i've had success with all three so if you have run into that issue i say give it a try what do you guys think i think that the problems with the postal service lately are putting pressure on them or something i've had so many packages late or packages where the tracking shows it's in a different city and then eventually it shows up And I personally with Amazon twice had them credit me back, give me a full refund for an item that showed up like a month later. And, um, you know, each time I contact them, they say, just keep it. But there's definitely some more issues going on. Uh, I know, obviously, with coronavirus, but it doesn't seem like they're they're figuring it out. And I expect as the holidays happen, you'll have this this happen more. So I guess it's be aware of what you're entitled to with any memberships you have. Like you said, with Red Card, they're you know, you're using that card. There's a sort of a promise there. There's a you know an obligation for them to uh, do their best for you. And with Prime and, and other stuff like that, Walmart advertising their two-day shipping. And so if they don't, you know, if they don't deliver on that promise, it's okay to hold them accountable. And I thought it was funny. One of the commenters on your Target article, you know, basically said you stole from Target because they credited you back, and then eventually they sent the second item or the the original package arrived, but you know, like you've said before many times, most of the time they'll tell you just to keep it if it ever arrives. And it's not your fault that it got lost in the mail and it came a month and a half later or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, I mean, always a good idea to do this and take a look at the article. Joe, you have anything to add 
to this? Do you uh, do you ever chat to uh, get yourself some compensation? Yeah, I definitely do that. I think sometimes for Amazon, they've like extended my Prime by a month. Uh, you know, so it's not always a gift card that you get, but um, lots of different things. But yeah, I think it was a great article and great tips, Mark. You know, I think it's just a reminder. And someone in the chat said that you know Amazon Target, they're like all-time record profits, like forget the stock market, but even just in terms of their profits are super high. So I think we can expect these services to deliver what they promise. So, you know, I don't think it's uh, out of line to ask. All right. And then let's move on to, I think, even some other big news of the week. I don't want to say it's the biggest news because I think the Chase news was really big. But if a week ago I was gonna, on this podcast, guys, going to tell you that within the next week, all three major airlines would waive all change fees. They would eliminate change fees would you guys believe me? <laughs> no. But yeah, here we here That's we a sit. Question, yeah. So here we sit. I mean, uh, United came out and shocked us by saying no more change fees. And then Delta and American followed suit. And this is pretty common in this game that they play. One, one airline does something and then the other two follow. But they each did various levels of changes. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, United and Delta basically – no change fees on domestic flights when you're buying in the economy, uh, not basic economy, but in the economy or premium cabins. American went one step further and they made it not just for domestic flights, but also for like the Caribbean and Mexico and uh, those types of flights. Um, I, I mean, I, this is great news, right? It's great news, but I, I don't think it's like a long-term thing that they're going to be doing. I think it's like Sean said um, when I was talking to him earlier, like they're already doing this for, because of the pandemic. So why not try to get some good press out of it and make it a permanent thing? So you're not arguing with customers or your frontline employees aren't fighting about it. Um, so, and I think, I think American even threw in that they'll, they'll give you a voucher for the difference on the flight. If you do change, if it's cheaper. So that's kind of cool. It's like a Southwest yeah. type of uh, move. So uh, it's definitely welcome because there's so much uncertainty in the world right now. And you know, this might, spur people to book more flights uh, on a, of a speculative nature because they're less worried about getting stuck with a, a voucher or a fee to cancel. So I think it's a good move on their part, but I wouldn't be surprised if like in two years, it's they're rolling it back out. <laughs> they said forever, Mark. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's also war charts. <laughs> they're also eliminating uh, standby fees in most cases. And with American, for example, they are kind of opening up their basic economy fairs too, where you can purchase seats and purchase upgrades now at the time of booking. And uh, you get, uh, so that's another thing that's making it a little bit easier uh, for them. So it just seems like they are making a commitment to bring people back. And like I said earlier, the economy is not going well. These are, they're not doing well. And now they're being incredibly generous. And as you say, Mark, this isn't going to last forever, but we should, I mean, we should definitely enjoy it while it's here. And with these three airlines being as big as they are, with Southwest having their policies, I mean, this is really great because, you know, unless you choose a low cost carrier, you're really going to have a lot more flexibility than you used to, or at least, you know, flexibility without having to pay a lot of money. On Southwest, I want to give uh, Leslie from Trips with Tykes a shout out. She wrote a post like almost immediately last night, just reminding people that Southwest's change policy always was that you get the difference in the fee as like travel credit for the future. And until American did it a couple hours before we started recording, they were the only ones that were covering uh, international destinations. Obviously, Southwest international destinations are only like the Caribbean and stuff like that. But, you know, they had that covered, which uh, 
you know, United did not have when they first came out with the information or with the policy. It's good. They're pushing each other and hopefully, you know, they keep one upping each other and keep stumbling over each other to announce new flexibility and benefits. And Southwest, uh, as much as we can give them credit for having this policy before, now that's a large part of how they differentiated themselves. Obviously, they still don't have baggage fees, but it makes me think that there's going to be more pressure on them to either lower their fares or be more competitive um, because a lot of times their fares are a lot higher than than their competitors. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Where's JetBlue at? Win. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder, like, do you think they kind of communicate with each other about this stuff? Like, it always seems to happen whenever something like this happens. Like, within hours, they all release something similar. And it doesn't seem like a big corporation could work that quickly to come up with a plan and and dates and all that stuff. So do you think they're all just like sitting on it, waiting for one of them to do it? And then they're like, okay, let's, let's unleash ours. Or do you think they are all like, Hey, I'm going to give you a heads up, even though technically that's probably illegal, but <laughs> some back channel talk or something like, it just seems bizarre that they could put this together that quickly after one announces it. Yeah. I don't know. Cause that was fast. And I was just thinking like, even the time it takes together to put a press le- press release together, you know, it seemed really fast. We were, we were joking, you know, this morning, like, oh, will Delta and American Airlines announce before we record? Uh, it's Monday, you know, one day after United announced. And boom, they both did before that. And who knows, maybe while we're recording right now, JetBlue said something. So I was surprised how fast it was for sure. I don't think there's any collusion between them. I think that in the past, we've seen one airline announce something. And then, as you say, it takes a little bit of time. And then the other airlines do it. And I think now they're just in supercharge mode. And I really think that they're just chasing their tails. And yeah, I think United announced it, and I think it took them less than 24 hours to say, okay, how can we respond to this? And, you know, Delta reemphasizing their no middle seat through the end of the year, American coming out and talking about this stuff, and then also talking about, you know, it gives them, it's basically an advertising opportunity for them. So I think that they put this together quickly. That'd be my guess. Although I think that all the airlines were probably trying to do something. They were probably figuring out what their next move is in order to draw people in in this new climate and compete. So I, I don't think they were probably surprised by it, but I don't think that they colluded with each other. That, that'd be my guess. It's exciting though. I mean, this is, how often do we get a show? We had so many shows where we have to say, oh, another devaluation, shutdowns, all this. We get to talk about a cool new Chase product and the elimination of change fees and hopefully for a very long time. And of course, saving money uh, on target. So I think this was a really fun show as far as that goes. And let's head into rapid fires. Mark, you want to start us off? Yeah. So Ryan wrote a post um, about uh, not all U.S. passports are created equal. Um, so he gives you kind of the different uh, different types of passports you can get, like the passport card, the U.S. passport. Some people have a second passport if they have a lot of stamps and it's not uh, valid as long. Uh, gender transition passport is a short-term passport. So all these different types of U.S. passports, which I didn't ever know existed. So it was a really interesting post, something, uh, a fun read and something that, you know, maybe it'll win you something on trivia night. I don't know, um, but definitely worth checking out. How about you, Sean? Yeah, I really enjoyed that post. I didn't know about a lot of those types of passports either. So it was interesting to to read. And yeah, I mean, a gender reassignment passport, that it makes perfect sense. Like it's good for two years and then you can eventually get another one. But there's all kinds of interesting stuff in there. So definitely check that out. Uh, mine is the Las Vegas visitor numbers for July of 2020 finally came out. Every month, the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority releases the numbers for Vegas tourism. 
And that's something that they did before COVID. And they're doing it now, of course, and it's pretty sad. Uh, in June, uh, we covered this and it was a down, the visitors were down 70%. In July, they were down 61% year over year. So a slight growth um, as they brought on more hotel rooms. But uh, yeah, so check out the article. You'll see all the numbers. I break them down. I also did a YouTube video uh, about it. But I think the interesting thing is no matter how many people come, uh, the rev par, which is the revenue per available room, is not really growing. And I believe it was around $115 per room last year. And it's in the low 40s right now. And so that just shows you how much money these casinos and these hotels are losing uh, because they're just bringing in significantly less revenue. But I, I think these numbers are fascinating. Check out the video. Check out the article. And I break down all the numbers uh, for you there. Joe? Yeah, so my rapid fire, you know, we started this episode giving Benji a shout out. So we'll end it with giving Benji a shout out. He wrote an article about why is the U.S. Bank Altitude Reserve the most overrated card? And his first line was, I don't normally deal in superlatives. So what else is left to ponder? You got to go read that article. But he does lay out a great argument for why the U.S. Bank Altitude Reserve uh, for all intents and purposes sucks. I know people get uh, some good use out of it, but because they are like kind of very finicky about when you use mobile payments for the 3X and also because they have terrible customer service, you know, that and a bunch of other reasons Benji talks about uh, are why he calls it the most overrated card. And I don't know if it's the most overrated card, but I definitely think it's one of the most overrated out there, if not the most. So uh, check that article out in the show notes. Yeah, I know PDX Deals guy disagrees. He's another uh, contributor and he he probably won't ever write this, but he said he was going to possibly write <laughs> a rebuttal to Benji's post. And him and Benji have had it out in a spirited debate privately. I don't know. I'm not privy to what they, they had it out with about, but uh, there is definitely some disagreement in the community, but I think he gives us a lot of interesting things to, to think about. And I am no fan of US Bank. So let's just uh, leave it at that. Uh, yeah, so that has been a great show, guys. Uh, Joe, where can people find you? Where can they see your beautiful face, listen to your beautiful voice during the week when they're not listening to this podcast? I don't know what that's all about, but thank you, Sean. Uh, you can find me on social media at As Joe Flies. Really, that's the best place to find me. You can find all my stuff there. Uh, newsletter, Disney podcast, Miles and Points podcast. So uh, yeah, check that out. What about you, Mark? You can find me on, on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Uh, email me, Mark at milestomemories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the website uh, or join one of our Facebook groups. And I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? YouTube.com forward slash miles to memories. Look for our brand new Vegas show there in a couple of weeks. And then, of course, for this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. We've been enjoying your reviews when you guys leave us great reviews. Uh, and we like to laugh when you guys leave us mean reviews, but we definitely like the good reviews. Please continue to uh, to leave those for us, mtmpodcast.com, and then milestomemories.com for all of the Miles and Points content. About 40, 50 articles a week, deals, credit card analysis, some Vegas too, all kinds of fun there. Uh, thanks so much for reading, watching, listening, and uh, you know, yeah, we appreciate everybody out there. So thanks so much, and talk to you guys next time. Peace. Bye.
So what's up, Joe? How's uh, how's that webcam below your nose? Do you have your mute on, Joe? Yeah, I'm muted. Yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. So the laptop. Wait, how long have you been doing podcasts? Well, I haven't done it on this crap laptop before. Everybody, you see Mark's banners? Right side up. Or, you know, not backwards, whatever. <laughs> Maybe Sean will actually put one of these on YouTube now that my banners are correct. If it's good, if it doesn't suck, <laughs> time will tell. He just said our previous two episodes sucked. <laughs> it's been more no, than I... that. It's been more than that. Seems like all I do is edit videos these days. 